First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody, to episode 648 of First Class Fatherhood, a family-made media podcast, and we are going to have some fun today with Gabriel Conti. Gabriel Conti is an entrepreneur, musician, digital creator. This guy is a YouTube star, a social media star. He's got tens of millions of followers on social media. He came up uh, during the Vine scene, if you remember that. Uh, it seemed to have come and gone. Those were them six-second videos. Now, Gabriel did study acting before stumbling into social media. He fell in love with digital creating. He has really just been crushing it on social media ever since. He's got a brand new book out right now titled A Mission for Meaning, The Choices That Lead to the Life You Really Want. The book debuted yesterday. It was number one on Amazon in Christian self-help, number two in Christian marriage. He's a new dad. He's got a big heart. I love what he's doing. Honored to have him on the podcast today. Gabriel Conti will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And First Class Fatherhood is being brought to you by Family Made Media. And you got to go check out the newsletter from Sean Johnson and Andrew East. Get over to news.familymade.com. This week in the newsletter, they dropped some new news. Sean Johnson and Andrew East are teaming up with a potty training expert to create the perfect potty training course. This is going to include the system that they use to potty train their daughter, Drew. They had a link in this week's newsletter to find out if your toddler is ready for potty training. You just click on the link, take the quiz. Also, in Monday's newsletter, they talked all about communication. They took a real deep dive further into communication, which we know is really just the backbone of every relationship. There's a wealth of knowledge given out every Monday and Friday in the newsletter by Family Made. Uh, Listen, we know parenting is hard. Family is hard. Relationships are hard. We're all out here doing the best we can. We can use every little advantage that we can get, and this one is a big advantage. Sign up for the newsletter, news.familymade.com. We can all use a little extra reinforcement to know that we're getting it right as a dad. So go check it out. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, at Alec underscore Lace, for all the upcoming guest announcements. I got NFL future NFL Hall of Famer Terrell Suggs joining me here on the podcast on Friday. I've got three great dads joining me here on the podcast next week. Find out who they are at Alec underscore Lace over on Instagram. If you could help me out by spreading the word about this podcast, every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. You guys know Father's Day is every day right here on the podcast. And here we go, straight ahead, my interview with social media star, digital creator, and now author, Gabriel Conti on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Gabriel Conti. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, I know you're new to the game here, but let's start it like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I have one, and she is almost three months old. Very cool. You're looking to yeah. run it back? You ready for another one, or are we going to hold off for a while? Listen, I, I'm trying to convince my wife, but, you know, she she has more of a say in that than I do at this, <laughs> at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah, right on with that. If you could, Gabriel, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about, a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, so uh, my name is Gabriel Conti. I'm a uh, husband, father. Uh, my wife's name is Jess. My baby girl's name is Micaiah. And um, um, I'm publicly known mostly for uh, my con- like an influencer, my content on YouTube, a creator, that sort of that sort of stuff. So um, 
I came up doing Vine videos back in the day. If you remember the Vine app, the short six second videos, just being goofy on there and, <clears throat> you know, making little skits and stuff. But then that evolved to uh, doing more vlog type stuff on YouTube. And uh, my wife and I, when we met, we started sharing our life on YouTube. And that has kind of progressed into uh, what we are, are doing today. Just really trying to be authentic and share basically the story of our life through video um, on our YouTube channel. It's called Justin Gabriel. And, um, yeah. And then since, since then now I'm, um, I'm now an author and that's why we're here today. And it's a really weird thing to say, but, um, yeah, it's a pretty surreal, surreal moment for me with, with the book and everything. Yeah. We're, we're going to jump into the book in just a second here too. And, uh, I, I know I watched your, uh, you know, delivery video or wherever have you that you mm-hmm. put up there on YouTube about the whole process and stuff. And one of the things you say, like in the beginning of how, like, you, know, you feel like you're still yourself, you're just a dad now. And it's, I, I know I, I've spoken to, uh, quite a few NFL players that talk about when they win the Super Bowl and they get that mic shoved in their face and they're like, Hey, you're a Super Bowl champion. What's it feel like? And you're like, I don't know. It hasn't hit me yet. You know, yeah. so sometimes fatherhood is kind of that way. You know, it doesn't really hit us. It hits guys sometimes right away. Uh, sometimes it takes a process. Where are you in that process? How has becoming a dad kind of changed your perspective on life? Oh, I it was a really weird – the moment that she was born was very bizarre because I had this expectation that I was going to feel a certain way. And I was trying to like – you know, they took the baby out and put it put her on Jess's chest. And I was trying to figure out like in the moment. I was having all these feelings that, you know – I, I was just like trying to process everything. And over the course of time, I'm, um, I'm just thinking about it all. Um, it was the first moment that I realized like, oh, this is like my first family member that is an official member of the family that I'm essentially starting like a fresh relationship with. That's just like new. And that was not a pre-existing relationship before, you know, like my parents were always there. My siblings were always there. Even my wife, like by the time, you know, we were married, we had already built up a full relationship. So by the time we were family, we were already, you know, in love and knew each other well. And at the point that my daughter was born, we didn't even have a name for her yet. So it was a moment that I was like, I'm meeting this, like essentially a stranger for the first time. That's my daughter. And I, I need to build a relationship with her, you know, and that's going to take some time and effort. And, um, yeah, it was, it was like, that was a surreal moment, but now it's, you know, it's sunk in a lot more. And, um, after these few months having her around is, would be really weird not having her around, you know? So it's definitely like a time thing for sure. Yeah. Very cool. And obviously everything that you do tied into media, you just, you spoke about how you came up with the vine and the whole bit. Yeah. Is it now, I know you, obviously you're, you're sharing your story through your videos, uh, you know, with your child now and everything. Was there a discussion between you and Jess going into this, whether or not you were going to, you know, some celebrities, some people decide not to put their kids on social media. They don't want to share pictures. Some go all in like you guys are doing. Was there a discussion about, Hey, maybe are you looking at the way that you're sharing your personal content now any differently than you did before? Yeah. Are you cautious about sharing so much uh, about your kid's life on social media? Yeah, we're definitely, we, we are trying to take the approach where you know, we still want to share about our life, but we don't want to employ our daughter without her ability to want to be employed, essentially. So, and we're trying to like keep her private enough too. So we'll still like post pictures with her and stuff, but we try, we, we're trying our best to not, and we're still figuring it out, you know, but we're trying not to just like 
show her face a whole lot or maybe if it's just like from the side or something. Um, but, you know, we're trying to figure out exactly where our line is going to be and what that is because it's still pretty blurry right now. But we're just trying to, you know, figure out what's best for our family and then best for her as we think about the future and her growing up. And, we, you know, we don't we don't want to have any like videos or content that she's going to be embarrassed about you know, down the road or anything like that. So, you know, we're sharing her more so as a family member, not so much as like what our content is about, if that makes sense. It yeah. does. Yeah. And it is challenging, Gabriel, because number one, this stuff is all still relatively new and to now be mm -hmm. bringing up a child and doing what you do surrounding that is got to be challenging. But I'll tell you what, it's worth it because I mean, I talk on this show so much about how we have a fatherless crisis in our country with so many kids mm -hmm. growing up without a dad and the way that our family units have broken down in this country, it's not celebrated enough. So when somebody with your kind of reach uh, is sharing that fatherhood journey, that family journey and how it's making your life better, I, th I think it is nothing but a benefit, uh, you know, to us as a society. So uh, props to you for doing that. And I know Thank that you, it's got to be challenging to navigate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, it's interesting, but, um, I, I'm right there with you. I, I really, uh, my pastor once said one time, um, the foundation or what the country is built upon is communities and what communities are built upon is families. And the, fa the family is just so important to, uh, to just keep tight knit. And, um, you know, fathers really in our society, I don't think there's enough, you know, credit given to fathers a lot and how, how much of an impact fathers can really have on their kids. And, um, yeah, I'm just a big proponent of that and really try and uh, get that message out there and um, more so through kind of like sharing our, our life and sharing, um, like doing it through story. You know, that's like with my book as well. I wrote it in a story format and there's like messages I want to share in there, obviously, but I'm more so recounting stories of my life and things that I've gone through. And that's, you know, the way I try to approach all of our content on social media as well. That's been our approach all these years is, you know, sharing our life via a story and letting that resonate with people rather than just trying to like sit there and, you know, preach to people. Yeah, I, I definitely hear that. And you talk <laughs> about the book, let's get into it here. Uh, a mission for meaning the yeah. choices that led that lead to the life you really want. So what was the genesis of the book here and how difficult was it for you to go through all that? You weren't a father yet when the book came out of the dedication as to your wife, as she said, the baby is still in your, your wife's belly at the time. Yeah, so yeah. what was the process of going through this book while your wife's pregnant, getting ready for fatherhood and who is the book for? Yeah, it was actually pretty crazy. I, um, I started the book a little over two years ago the whole process of writing it. And um, for years, my manager wanted me to write a book. He was like, I really think you have something to say. And I, I personally didn't feel ready. And he kept, you know, every now and then we check in on it. And I, for, for years, I was like, no, I, I don't think I'm ready to write a book. And then eventually I got to a point where I was like, okay, I think I have like enough that I want to say. And I have stuff on my heart that I want to share with people. And, um, but then going to the, the, what you were saying about uh, Micaiah not even being born yet, I, started the book probably about like a year and a few months before we got pregnant. And, you know, at that point we were kind of having nearly full versions of the book drafted up at that point, you know, really rough, but it was, it was getting to that point. And then uh, Jess got pregnant and that changed so much for me and my perspective. And I was, you know, I had my hands in a lot of stuff. I was really busy, kept myself really busy. And I realized in that moment, like if I don't, pull things back a little bit and change the way I'm doing things now, I won't have time to be a good father come nine months from now. Um, so 
at that point was then a point where I was doing heavy revisions and edits on the book. And I was, I was starting to like, just reflect so much on even my own past and, you know, me as a child with my father and what that looked like and what I want to keep and what I want to change. And so much of that got poured into the book. Even after we had those first few drafts, I I started adding so much more into the book and uh, doing really, really heavy revisions in there. And um, yeah, just really learning so much about myself and, and the way I want to parent and really who I want to be, you know, because the the best thing we can be for our kids is a great example, you know, and I was like, I need to really reflect on myself and who do I want to be? What kind of man do I want to become? Because that's going to be the, um, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, the first or one of the two first examples between me and Jess that Micaiah is going to, to be looking at in her life. So, um, that was definitely a big, a big change for me. And the whole book, like you mentioned with the choices that lead to the life you really want, that stems from, um, just this really, the, the word that we kept going back to, uh, during the writing process was intentionality. Um, and living an intentional life is something that Jess and I just like intentionality is one of our favorite words and living very intentionally is something that I've always kind of like talked about and, and wanted to live out myself. And through in the book, I just through story, try and like recount, um, you know, different things that I went through, different failures that I had to walk through. Um, the times that I, you know, ended up adapting from learning from my failures and, and kind of getting it right. And, you know, figuring out through all the things, the ups and downs in my life, what were the choices that were made and what things did I choose to do that made a big impact to get me to where I am today. And that's really like the message of the whole book is, is, you know, we're all on this journey to try and find meaning in our lives and try and find purpose and kind of first zooming out and getting this like big picture view of like, what is the mission that I'm on in my life? And then going from that perspective and then honing all the way down to like, okay, so what does that mean for the the choices that I'm making every single day? You know, the small habits I'm building and the small choices that I'm, I'm, I'm making every single day. How is, how, how are those things really affecting the big picture mission for my life because, um, you know, all of our choices have consequences, whether they're good or bad, all the habits that you have, you're building habits, whether you know them or not, you know, it could be good, could be bad, but you're building habits and and you really have to be aware that that's happening and how are you going to adapt and, and change or, or, or keep things that are good as well. And, and really like be intentional with all the the things that are happening in your life day to day and making really intentional choices that will have compound interest effect over the course of time. Yeah. Really, really awesome stuff, Gabriel. Again, uh, a mission for meeting the, the link is in the description of today's podcast episode. So my listeners can get over there and check it out, but it's so true. And I know, I think I, I forget the quote that you have right in the beginning of the book, but I know that it's, it's similar to like, I had Steve Weatherford on the, on the podcast and he always talks about how uh, life is not uh, happening to you. It's happening for you. And I know yours, it was something about, you know, life coming from you. I think we, we create our lives 
and we just seem to react to what's happening rather than try to change those that original source of where everything is coming from. And I think so many times we get it messed up. And like you say, the choices have consequences. And I think the faster we fail in life, uh, the faster we get to where we want to be, because it seems like so many people try to avoid failure when really that seems to be uh, the pathway to success. So the longer we keep avoiding it, the longer it takes for us to get there. Yeah, I love that, man. Yeah, the faster you fail, the more you'll succeed is uh, is, is pretty spot on, you know, because if you're not, if you're too afraid to fail and too afraid to jump in, then you're just going to remain stagnant. And really, you're, you're going to end up moving backwards in the grand scheme of everything. So yeah, I totally agree with you on, on that and, and, and making those, you know, choices that are going to affect our life long term. Yeah. And so what has it been like for you to watch? Uh, listen, one thing I encourage guys, I, I, I always encourage young men, have kids, start a family. The, the younger mm-hmm. you are, the better it is. And, and especially when you're in a relationship, it really changes the whole dynamic. I mean, you, you, you date your wife, uh, and then you marry her and that really changes the relationship. But having a child, it totally changes the relationship that you have. And it really, it's, it's an experience you can't get until you become a parent. So uh, what has it been like uh, for you to watch your wife just become a mom and take on that role of motherhood? Oh, it's been, it's been wild. Like seeing her give birth was one of the most, it's been like amazing seeing her, you know, go through the, just the journey of pregnancy, but then giving birth and going through that and, and, you know, bringing life into the world was just, there's just such a new profound respect that, um, I just can't really put into words. It's, it's really amazing. Like she, she really just crushed it. No epidural too. She was just, you know, fully dove in there and and wanted to make it happen and it's i don't know it's just like the miracle of life all in and of itself is um it really is hard to put words to and and seeing her go through the process and then seeing her as a mother just nurture micaiah and and just take care of her the way she does is just so amazing and it really (laughs) for me it made me realize like oh man i was you know i not that, not that I was, but I could even live way more selfish. And now it's my, my life isn't for me. You know, my life is for my child now. Like I need to, <laughs> I remember the first, the first night I was like, I can't go to sleep. The baby's going to die if I go to sleep. <laughs> That's literally my thought <laughs> process. And um, yeah, it's just like really cool seeing how, how much it, just makes you grow and kind of like points out your flaws a little bit. And I'm sure, you know, once Makai is running around and, you know, pushing our buttons a little bit more, um, it's going to bring a whole new set of, of things that we need to reflect on in ourselves when we start getting impatient or angry or anything like that. So, um, yeah, yeah just going through that process is great. Yeah, it definitely. It gets better with each and every stage that they go through. So it's it's so much so much excitement coming your way for sure. And I know you mentioned there your pastor earlier there. How, how important is your faith, Gabriel, in your life and in raising your child, your your daughter? And what would you consider to be some of the top values that you hope to instill in your daughter growing up? Yeah, I mean, it really gives a uh, a guiding compass, you know, like a playbook of sorts to to my life um, and into what I want to instill in in my family. And I or in, in my children. And, um, a, a big thing that I really like is, is kind of seeing the biblical view of family and, you know, seeing a lot of the pros and cons that are, um, exemplified in the Bible and, and 
seeing how that can impact the way I help shape my family, if you will. And um, it's been really, it's been really good. In the back of the book, I talk about like our, our family and the mission statement that we have for our family, but it really helps hone in our family being on a mission together and kind of having the household as kind of like this headquarters, you know, mission HQ that then our whole family can go out in the world and then impact people that way, rather than, you know, me kind of having a separate life out of the home with my work or my career or whatever it may be. And then I come home just to kind of like recharge and then go back out and, and do what I'm doing and having it all integrated and, and part of the same, um, you know, mission and, and the things that all the members of the family do outside of the house are, you know, to fulfill that mission that we're all on together. So that's definitely some, that's something big that I want to, you know, instill in my family and, and try and, um, you know, make a priority for us. And, you know, I'm pretty, pretty green to the whole fatherhood thing. So uh, we'll, you know, there'll be an update in the future years, of, <laughs> you know, how that goes and, and, you know, how I've, I've adapted what I've been doing and stuff like that. But yeah, well, we all we all have to be green at fatherhood at some point. So there's, yeah. there, there's no doubt about that. And obviously, listen, I'm green at what you do here because this social media stuff has really changed the way that we live. You know, and yeah. I got uh, my oldest. I got two teenagers in high school. I got my my younger guy's 11. He's got a YouTube channel doing the YouTube shorts. Everyone's trying to figure out how nice. to do all these things. And I'm a railroad mechanic. I've been doing that for 23 years. So this is something I started up on the side. I'm so, I've been still trying to learn so much of this stuff. Uh, like you talk about Vine. I wasn't even in the game. I didn't even know what Vine was. Like I didn't know yeah, what half yeah. of this stuff was doing. So what kind of advice do you have uh, for the parents out there like myself that have kids that are trying to get onto the social media apps, trying to produce content? What, what kind of advice do you have to the parents? How would they steer the kids? Yeah. I mean, when it comes to, I, I guess if, if you're someone like you is like personally trying to, you know, make content and, and do all that. It's one thing that I tell people, cause I've been in it for a while now, almost, almost 10 years actually. And, um, what I tell people is that today is much harder than it was if you started yesterday, but today is much easier than it will be if you start tomorrow. So it's, you know, everything is constantly adapting and changing and things might get more complicated or become more oversaturated. And um, if you start now, that means you have more time to learn, you know, as you as you start working on it. And, you know, your your first piece of content is probably going to suck. And so are the next like 20, 30, 100, excuse me, 100 pieces of content. You know, they're probably not going to be good. That's just the nature of it. And you have to refine your craft and get better over time. Um, I think the scary part is that it is public, you know, when you post something, it is out there for the world to see and that, you know, you'll have opinions and people saying whatever about your content. But if you know what it is you want to be doing and the kind of content you want to be posting, it's going to get better over time, you know, and now I know like for my content now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so, when I, you know, post something, I know if I'm like really proud of it or not, or if it's a great piece of content, but you know, that's after nearly 10 years of, of doing this. Um, so yeah, that's that's my one encouragement for, you know, if you're a parent wanting to try and get into the game or anything like that. But then, you know, for kids as well, it, if you're, you know, a young kid who's like looking to try and make content and, you know, I guess make a name for yourself and start your own career on, on social media and, and on YouTube or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, the same thing. Just there's so many people that talk about starting and talk about the kind of 
content they want to make or whatever it may be, but you really just have to take action and do it. You know, it's, it's really what it comes down to. And, you know, it, especially when you're a kid, like in middle school or high school, you, you, you know, you might have people making fun of you and it might be tough because they're your friends at school and you have to see them every day or, you know, even if they're not your friends, but just people at school who, you know, stumble across your channel and, you know, start teasing you about it. But yeah, it's, um, I guess just knowing the bigger picture of where you want to go and having kind of like that vision and mission in mind. Um, it makes it a lot easier to stay on track than just like, Oh, I want to post YouTube videos. And then, you know, the one comment you get is the kid from school that doesn't like it. And you're like, Oh, you know, no one likes my YouTube videos. It, knowing where you want to go kind of is able to, I guess, light that fire under your butt or give you, give you that, that, you know, steam to, to kind of keep going. Cause you know, what you're doing is not, you know, to please that one person's, that one person and their opinion about you, you know, that might be negative. It's for the bigger picture of where you want to take things. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said, Gabriel. Yeah. And in, in the middle school, they'll tease you a little bit, but I can tell you this, when you work for the railroad, they break your balls when you start doing <laughs> stuff like this. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and oh, obviously bet, you got, you got, you got the book, uh, a mission for meaning out now, uh, out yep. uh, available now link is in the description of the podcast episode. What's next for you. I know you got the three month old at home. What kind of projects, what goals, what's coming up next for you here? Yeah. I mean, my big picture goals, um, <clears throat> when I was, when I started on Vine, I was actually in acting school then. And i that's always been a thing. I grew up doing theater. So that's just been a big part of my, you know, life is, is, performing in that way. And, you know, I fell in love with film and TV from a really, really young age and, um, really trying to lean into, and I'm still figuring that out, you know, like I don't you know, have it all together, but I'm trying to figure out, um, where to take that part of my career. Cause I've done acting gigs in the past and I lived in LA for five years, you know, kind of doing that whole thing. Um, so I, I do have that, that experience, but I'm trying to, you know, lean into the digital market isn't going anywhere and it's just continuing to get bigger. And, um, you know, but I, I do really like the, I, I love scripted, you know, film and TV movies are just, it's just, it just resonates with me. I don't know what it is. So I'm trying to figure out what that looks like for my career and how I can maybe, you know, not, not so much merge the two, but how, how they can both work together, the content that I'm making and the career that I want to uh, continue to pursue in film and television to um, kind of complement each other in that way, you know, instead of it just being a completely separate, I make vlogs about my life. Also, I'm trying to audition for a movie, you know, there's definitely a crossover there that um, I'm still trying to figure out. And, and that's kind of the journey that I'm going to be on in the future. That's like more of a long-term thing of figuring out, um, you know, how to achieve those goals of, of, you know, potentially making my own movies one day and, and, shows or whatever it may be so yeah that's well, where i'm headed yeah well the sky is the limit no doubt you'll crush what's coming next with the success you've had so far so props to you for what you're Thank doing you, i love what you're all about so last thing i want to hit you with here gabriel i know you're you're new to the game here but i love to ask all the dads i get on the podcast what type of advice do you have for the other new dads out there or for those about to be fathers who are listening in oh yeah um help your wife when she needs help i mean i'm and i'm preaching to the choir here because you know, I can often get so preoccupied with whatever it may be that I'm, I don't know, if it's work or I don't know, even like a random, I started watching a YouTube video and I'm just focused on that and I zone out and, you know, don't hear my wife, you know, dealing with a baby. So just trying to be more um, intentional with 
with helping her when, you know, like I can't breastfeed, but when she's done, I need to be there and be like, okay, can I burp the baby for you or whatever it may be. So that sort of thing. Um, and I even right now, seeing how that was kind of affecting me, I deleted YouTube off of uh, my my phone just so I wouldn't get caught up on because I would I found myself it was a bad habit that I found myself doing is like I would take a break from whatever it is I was doing and then I just like sit down and open YouTube and be like oh, okay what can I watch to kind of like pass the time and I realized that that was keeping me from helping Jess when I could have helped her in those moments of free time that I had um, whether it was between work or even in the evening you know between whatever it was that we're, we're doing at the time so. That's yeah. I'm I'm preaching in the choir here, but that's my one piece of advice: is figure out the best way that you can help your your wife with with a baby. Yeah, I, I love the message. This has been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Gabriel Conti, your first class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few thank minutes of time here. It. First class fatherhood. Thank you. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. First Class Fatherhood is a family made media podcast. Please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com or www.familymade.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.